Welcome back, my loyal listeners and friends and all those that are late night people like myself. This is a time where I relax and just get back to balance in my life. I have essentials, essential oils flowing, uh, which I seem to enjoy myself and I am ready to start the podcast. The first thing that I want to address is the name change. I changed the name to my podcast due to the the overwhelming renaming of the same name of Chatterbox. It was so drastically difficult for people to find me and my page on social media. So that has been eliminated and I decided to go with the most original title that there can be, which is Leashcast. Um, I am Leash. My full name is Alicia. Everybody's called me Leash my whole life. And this is the Leashcast. Like I said in my past episode, I am no holds bar. And that's the best way to describe this podcast is that it is my own, solely my own. And in all original form, it is Leashcast. So welcome. If this is your first time listening, if not, thank you so much for coming back. And like I said, being loyal, I absolutely love the support. It's been an outpouring of support, actually. And it's really, really put a fire under my butt to start looking into interviewing uh, some individuals that are connected to this case. And I will be trying in the next week to I will surprise everybody. I'm going to keep it on the the down low, but I will try to put out feelers for people that I can potentially interview uh, for upcoming episodes, which will be very exciting pertaining to this case in some way, Um, whether it is someone that is not connected. All of them will not be connected to the case um, unless it's, let's say, Norm. And give their own personal insight to the questions I have and maybe teach us some things about the process that of the investigative process and all of that that we may not have figured out ourselves yet which I'll tell you I am very proud to be a part of a certain group online that has been extremely welcoming and just unbelievably supportive to Uh, to my podcast and um, I would love to provide especially to those loyal listeners and to all my new listeners uh, something that is new and exciting uh, to this whole case while we wait to find out the truth. Um, Today I wanted to touch upon obviously the name change so hopefully you guys will and gals will be able to find me. I'm going to establish a social media on Twitter. I think that's the best way to uh, keep everybody informed on new episodes and, and upcoming interviews and whatnot um, in the future. So don't anticipate an interview right away. Know that it takes a little bit of time contacting agents and assistants and kind of finagling those types of things. But I wanted to kind of get you guys excited to know that that is definitely on the horizon and something that I'm going to be look forward to, you know, jumping into this week. I wanted to get into Michelle Traconis. Someone has been posting all over the internet about her mother. And this is something that I didn't even bring up yet that I knew weeks ago on that I found so interesting. I will say this. 
in my opinion, her mother is very, very smart. And you know how they say the apple doesn't fall from the tree? Well, that is dead on correct. Uh, The mother, who I believe is from Miami, uh, currently residing in Miami, yeah, she had Medicaid fraud. She was... uh, she was about to be, I believe, indicted for this. And she was so sneaky that she turned the actual office into a legal firm to dismantle any sort of legal proceedings to come at her. Because in the legal world, if you, if you have some sort of legal enforced um, situation going on in your office, aka representation, which she solely created by herself and by everybody that worked within the fraud, they became untouchable to investigation and prosecution. I think she signed, don't quote me on this, she signed some sort of a deal where she she either pled or kind of did a, a similar thing to like no contest. Like, I'm not going to say I did it, but I'm also going to say I didn't do it. And that I find very, very interesting. And the way that she finagled her way around getting out of that Medicaid uh, fraud was very, 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 I don't want to use the word impressive because it sounds like it's a positive thing, but it it, it really was when I read it. I, I was like, wow, this lady knows what she's doing. So this is her mother to give you a little idea. No hate on mom other than the fact that I'm just saying it like it is. I think it's great that she's there to support her daughter. Um, That's what every mother should do. But her daughter's in hot water. And I would love to know what her mom is giving her in regards to advice. Because as we now know, her mom dealt with this stuff. And, And it goes along with what I was talking about before. You know, nobody is innocent in this world. We all go through times that are tough. We all have. And in a way, I kind of it make it kind of makes her more humanized in a way to to see this other aspect to her that you know everybody does go through this stuff that she wasn't this poor girl that was pulled into this by Fotis and and manipulated you know she kind of she kind of came from a background where there was a little bit of uh, uh, bullshit going on if you know what I mean so um, she's got a thick skin is what kind of makes me believe that she can, she can handle her way around uh, interrogations and investigations and polygraphs and I'm not saying she knows how to pass it by any means, but um, this isn't new to her. It's not shocking. It's not like she was so sheltered in a, in a New Canaan lifestyle her whole life or Greenwich lifestyle, you know, which means extremely wealthy bubble. She, she lived... She lived a life that once was not so glamorous. So I find that interesting. Um, I know there was also news breaking about her daughter um, and the school not allowing um, Michelle to attend. I, I, I agree with that in a lot of ways. With the media frenzy, all the attention would be taken away from the kids. Um, yes, it's unfortunate for her own child, but... You know, everybody has to think of what's best for, you know, the, the, the whole, the whole class. So if you bring in Michelle Traconis, imagine your child is graduating in that group and you bring in Michelle, right? And everybody's swarming around her. Or 
you know, they could also be thinking, there's a lot of people that hate this woman, okay? I mean, are you kidding me? There wouldn't be a second that I'm sitting there waiting for my child to go up on stage where I wouldn't be like, where is that Michelle chick? I want someone, someone keep their eye on that chick, Michelle, because I don't trust her. I mean, that's just me. So it would create this worry and it would take away from that beautiful day. So I kind of understand in a lot of ways why they did that. It's unfortunate, but hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles when you're involved with scum. So, uh, and scum, I mean, Fotis, you know, I mean, she, she got into, uh, she got into the mud with the pig. So she got a little dirty, you know, if it, it's the best way to say it. So that whole thing, I kind of put on the back burner. It's like, okay, now she can't go to the graduation. What I am interested in knowing is what she is doing now. She lived in the Jefferson crossing property. She can't go there anymore because she wants nothing to do with Fotis. According to her lawyer, Mr. Bowman, I find it so interesting how Norm in his past interview on Eyewitness News, I believe last night, uh, keeps getting asked about it and he keeps saying, which I don't understand how this could be good for Norm, he keeps saying to the public, you know, Mr. Bowman and, and his client, Michelle Traconis, wants nothing to do with us. You know, he has said, the cock crowed how many times, or whatever quote he used, which I thought was so funny. You know, he made it so clear, Mr. Bowman, that she does not want to talk to us. Well, that's interesting to me. And if I was Norm, I'd be concerned about it. So that I find super interesting. I'm curious on where she's living right now. That must be very stressful. Um, And the last I heard, she was living at a hotel, at the same hotel that she was arrested in with Fotis. Um... And that is very, very interesting to me. Um, just, you know, what's interesting to me about the whole thing is you look at one, one episode that trickled down like dominoes, completely destroying the lives of so many. And what I mean by that is you look at Fotis, and from what I believe, and I stand by it, that he committed this murder. And whatever he did destroyed and is continuously destroying the lives of his five children Jennifer clearly is gone. His business is deteriorating by the second. His girlfriend wants nothing to do with him. Okay. He can't sell a damn house. He's in foreclosure. Okay. What, where, where did you think this was going to go, Fotis? Did you really think that you were going to get away with this? And if you did, what did you really think was going to happen? Did you think your kids weren't going to ask every single damn day where mom is? So, you know, so many people keep saying that they think he's so brilliant. You know, I thought that. And there are aspects to this case that I still believe that he was very, very smart and detailed on. And I do believe that that is where his expertise comes in. A.K.A building, constructing, blueprinting, zoning, knowing all of these aspects of landscape better than anybody. That's where he flourished. So 
I believe that Jen is not in the Hartford trash. I think that the police, sadly, with them stopping the search, they need to really, they need to look into his properties. I say this so much, I'm sorry, but I will continue to say it. And I'm not saying just ground level. I'm saying dig deep, find, find the areas that people don't normally look unless you're a builder. And I hope that, I hope it gets to that. I really do. Um, before Fotis continues to destroy more lives. I mean, he's, he's destroying the life of Norm Paytas. I mean, you know, a lot of people would say, well, Leash, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is look at the mistakes Norm is making in his interviews. Norm even said something that I thought was interesting. He's like, you know, I, I get along with Fotis, but I don't know if he's going to keep me around. And that's a, a direct quote. You know, I, or excuse me, I hope that he keeps me retained. Um, something along those lines. So it's interesting to see the demise of, of everybody around him. And you don't see a lot of support for him unless it's paid support, which says a lot too. Um, his sister hasn't flown in from my knowledge from Greece. There's no discussions from anybody in the family from Greece coming to support him. Um, and from what I hear, everybody in Greece thinks that he's innocent which is a whole new different topic about the cultural difference from, you know, America to those in Greece that truly believe that he's innocent. And I feel like there should be some, you know, investigating on that. You know, it, culturally, if your wife disappears, what happens? Does a husband just, and, and this is pure speculation, does a husband just move on? You know, I mean, that's how he's acting. His mannerisms are so strange and so weird that you're forced to say to yourself, there's a cultural disconnect here. And I'm not giving this as an excuse. I'm saying the way he has not even said or not even said, but even showed any sort of action towards looking for Jennifer is so alarming that it sends a chill up my spine. Um, he's not even allowing his lawyer to speak on behalf of his kids saying, you know, Fotis would like to send a message to his children that he loves them. And that's it. You know, even that, I mean, how can, can you spin that? How many ways can you spin a quote of, I love you to my kids? You really can't, can't that much. And that didn't even come out. So I don't like it. And I think that I think it's actually starting to become detrimental that the police aren't aren't providing some sort of information um, because I believe that it's creating more of a, a, a frenzy at this point because it's making those that are local fearful to walk their streets, to live here. They're questioning living here. I'm not the only one. Um, if this could happen, like Norm said, in a town where it's the uber wealthy living the perfect life what does that mean for the the rest of everybody else and that's been in the minds of everybody and I think it's time for the police to have a press conference and discuss some things that wouldn't hurt their case to at least show appreciation to the public because I I, I feel the public have have really stepped up a lot from what I've witnessed um and we, we need to be able to 
understand a little bit more of what's going on here um, to make sure that it's getting done properly. So that's kind of how I feel about everything today. I think that Fotis is enjoying his life. He's probably having another dinner with Fotis at his house. You know, who knows? Which he's allowed to do. Um, and as, as Norm said, he's, <laughs> he can jog. He can do all that. He's got to keep up with life. Good luck with his business, though. Because I don't know how he's going to get back to work so easily. And he's definitely not going to get all of this motion granted on getting any of his personal belongings back. I mean, they could just kiss that goodbye. It's not how it works. So it's going to be interesting and we're going to have to wait and see on what the next steps are. I don't believe the police are done searching. I think that they're done with that specific search, but I find it interesting that nobody has mentioned anything about his phone records. You know, I think back about that Colorado case about the man that uh, killed his wife and then killed his two baby girls. That was, I believe, what was it last summer? Now, they got this guy and nailed him within, what, less than a month? Yes, he gave up more information, but the what I find so interesting is the, the public was more involved than anything that I've ever seen before. And what I like about that is that it puts the pressure on the person that committed the crime. I don't think necessarily it's a bad thing. I understand them being secretive in certain things, but what I saw in that case is when they started talking about the phone records and making that man aware that they knew he had a girlfriend and they knew of his plans and they knew of these things and they started poking the holes in the timeline was when they really got him to confess. Um, and Fotis is keeping tight-lipped that is not helping the police, but he's going to have to talk. He's going to have to talk if they have anything on him. I find it very, 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 very unlikely that they have nothing on his phones or any sort of digital media, computer, hard drive of him discussing his, his hatred towards his wife. I, it's, I mean, I hate to say I would bet serious money on it, but I would, I mean, at this point, so I just think that there's going to be a lot of things coming, coming out soon. I hope. I really hope and pray. So I will keep you guys posted. I will be back with more. Maybe tonight. I'm not sure. And uh, definitely I will be back to give you the exact info on my social media Twitter and how to get there with the Leash cast. And um, hopefully you guys can comment, comment there and contribute there and give me some insight. Um, I think that that'll be great. I, I look forward to continuing this journey with you and hopefully having a better night's sleep tonight. That, that interview with Norm was, uh, very interesting. I have, I have a respect for Norm Paytas. I really do because aside from my personal feelings, I respect his intelligence but there are certain things that he says that makes me believe that he knows a lot more than what he's saying. So I'll leave you guys with that. I'll be back with the information on how to join the discussion and how to contribute and how to possibly have a 
podcast with me um, and join in and and, uh, us discuss some topics together, which I would love to start doing. I I already had some people that wanted to to jump in. And like I said, I'm going to be starting to reach out to some people that I think would be interesting guests on the podcast, and that will be in the future. And again, I thank you guys so much for listening, and I really, truly um, am thankful for everyone that has contributed and continue to listen. Have a great day, stay positive, and I'll talk to you soon.